Welcome to Seem Better with your hosts, Clayton, Caleb, and Alex. Welcome, listeners of Seen Better, to another episode of Seen Better. Yes. Episode 7, but we are not in our regular series that we're doing of our uh, our favorite movies, documentaries, and all the that sort of stuff. We are not talking about our favorite of anything. Well. Except maybe ideologies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about our favorite ideologies. <laughs> Top 10 political arguments. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what we are no, talking no, no. about. Okay, but like as we mentioned last episode, we're going to be discussing the question: Are horror stories bad for you? It's very going to be an interesting one and a different from our usual episodes. It's a highly debated topic. I know a lot of uh, a lot of people don't like let their kids watch horror movies. You know, um, which I think personally, it's a good idea to not let your kids watch horror movies. At least when they're very young, when they can't really think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as long as they're under your roof and they're under your supervision, like maybe when they grow older, that choice becomes theirs. But for for the time being, um, in as the adult, you should have the say in what can and cannot be viewed in your household. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so before we get into <clears throat> the real specifics of this argument, I just want to do a brief disclaimer. I mean, this, this topic is about horror, so I don't know where the conversation will go. We might get into some more uh, more mature topics, so you've been fairly warned. And also, uh, I just want to clear something up about me, but there appears to be this like uh, there appears to be this rumor about me that I am a big horror fan, when it is most most is much closer to the opposite of that. Because hmm. I think, I mean, there's horror movies I like, but horror as a whole, from what I've seen, because I've seen a good number of them, are absolutely terrible. <laughs> okay. Ninety ninety percent of the, the horror movies I've seen are mediocre at best. Yeah. So as a whole, I'm really not a fan of of horror however however i'm gonna do my best to give it somewhat of a defense in this because i do think it is a little unfairly criticized i feel like people relate your uh your love of of death metal to <laughs> to horror well that's probably so <laughs> and i was also gonna say there's a difference between horror and thriller so i'm a much bigger fan mm-hmm. of thriller yeah. than horror like Same. quiet place Quiet yeah. Place is a thriller. It's like a, a thriller. Yeah, really I, would, I would say it's a horror. I would say. I mean, it 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 kind of straddles the line, but I don't okay. know. It's it's a, I think it's, it's a tricky a, one. Well, I, yeah. I I think there's an argument for either. Yeah, but like most of the things that I delve into, that if they have quote unquote horror aspects, they're usually a thriller. You know, like I'll read like Frank Peretti. Those are thrillers. It's like I don't. I don't delve into something that's labeled as a horror because I think it's just a lame excuse for there to be a lot of gore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not something I really like. So, yeah. So I, as Caleb said, I do like metal, but that does not, 
I mean, there's nothing carry over. Yeah, there's horror, nothing wrong with that, you know. As people think, there are a lot of people who like both. I mean, to each their own, you know. Yeah. But I am not one of those. <laughs> but nevertheless, there are some horror movies that I do like. But uh, a lot of my my reasoning for my ideas in this episode are that I just have a really I have a really big distake for generalization. I think that's what a lot of criticisms of well, there's a lot of criticisms in general just come down to overgeneralizations of things. Mm. Like to people to just make the claim that all horror movies are bad. And it's usually the people who haven't seen very many horror movies. And I think that making a general making an overgeneralization about really anything that God has not given you the knowledge of is an ex- it's just an extension of pride and arrogance mm-hmm. to make a generalization because you are assuming that you have the knowledge to assess this thing in its entirety. You have I mean it, to me it just comes across as very arrogant to say that you know that this entire thing it doesn't have to be horror it can be anything if you like dislike mm. country like i do <laughs> <laughs> there are okay country specifically there are some really good songs and some of them lyrics i don't know why i said that like that but some, some of them lyrics some, some of them, them lyrics. some of them lyrics <laughs> are very good and there's a lot of biblical themes in, in, in mm-hmm. country music yeah. Now I will say in country music, not in every country song, because there's yeah. a lot of country songs yeah. that are garbage. You can get some pretty like bad country songs if you delve too deep. Yeah. I mean, like I say, I hate country as a joke because I think it's it's just easy to make fun of. Right. But yeah. like, there is a lot of country that I really don't mind. I mean, it's not my favorite genre, but there's a lot I don't mind. I just listened to an album on Monday. It was by Zach Bryan, and it was actually pretty decent. Zach, Zach Bryan's good. Yeah, yeah. He is good. I was like, you know what, this this isn't half bad. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's kind of good with what you were saying about people overgeneralizing. I think that's too true because um, people will, will be like, not necessarily with horror, but like, um, with like certain fiction movies or or comedies or really anything. Just be like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. So I don't, I don't watch any any fantasy movies. Or it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't read poems. It's like, well. Psalms, you know, Proverbs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's in the Bible. You should read the Bible. Yeah. You should read poetry, therefore. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, the Bible is very, um, fan, fantastical? Fantastical? Yeah, fantastical. Fantastical. Yeah. Because I'm like, like it's, a, not, it's not, not like a fantasy, a, but not, it does Not like paint. a fake way, but you know, yeah. like yeah. a otherworldly kind of yeah. more real than it real. It paints it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's one of the best stories ever. You know, because yeah. it's it's true. I mean, in, in it's the story, Indy Wilson is always like, "Dude, we're we're living in a fantasy novel." You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I love Indy Wilson. He so he has a whole. Um, he's pretty great. He has a whole documentary he's working on that we, we need to watch at some point. Yes. Um. He's also got a book series. Oh, I've heard him talk about that. I think. Yeah. He's well, good at in in a couple of the episodes, he talked with uh, mm-hmm. one of the guys who were just doing it Wait. or whatever. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, getting back on track. <laughs> You've got the book series. The Ashtown Burial series. Yeah. Yeah. They're I got so that for good. Christmas. I haven't read it yet. I haven't read them either. I've got all of them. They're so good. All right. But yeah, anyways, back getting back on track. Uh sort of along with the generalization thing that we were just talking about. I think along with that, the same people generally make a lot of like double standards when it comes to what they like and dislike. And I hate to say this, but it's generally Christians. 
and like I'm not gonna try to exclude myself because I do this as well but like a lot of Christians will like the whole argument of let's say gun control and saying that uh, or not not gun control sorry about uh, like people who who believe in ACAB you know mm-hmm. that like all every cop is bad and then the Christians respond to that well not every cop but then Christians will turn around to other things like horror stories and say all of them are bad yeah it's like well like the cops have you met all of them you know mm-hmm. it's like just meeting one bad cop does not mean that they're all bad and even if you've met several bad cops it doesn't mean they're all bad mm. yeah so I think it's and I'm not trying to say that horror is ultimately good or ultimately bad ultimately I think it really just depends on the movie itself specifically and just like every uh you know every fantasy movie isn't necessarily good or bad every science movie every um science fiction every romance movie it's like there's a lot of good ones and there's a lot of bad ones yeah and i mean romance specifically like (laughs) i'm not gonna say all of them are bad because you know it's a generalization (laughs) i'm trying not to do that but the majority of the the romance movies i have seen are portraying such a toxic relationship yeah like, they do not display what love actually is. Yeah. It's all about possession, not actually, like, sacrificing anything. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, the lust. Like, that first moment when you see them and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I want that. Yeah. And um, a definition of horror, going back to horror, um, the Dictionary of Film says, um, or d- the Dictionary of Film Studios defines horror as um, representing um, disturbing it. Disturbing and dark subject matter, seeking to elicit responses of fear, disgust, terror, shock, suspense, and, of course, horror from their viewers. So, I guess... That's pretty accurate. In that sense, you could um, classify Quiet Place as a horror movie, because it is um, eliciting responses of fear, Mm -hmm. or at least suspense, shock. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the problem, not the problem, but the trouble with, like... The differences between horror and thriller because a lot of movies just really blend that those two together yeah really cohesively and yeah because like a lot of the elements that go into a good thriller go into a good horror yeah so they're very mm-hmm. like sister genres you know yeah mm-hmm. i just like that thriller kind of subtracts a lot of the gore not all the time but usually it, it rides that line where it gets super blurry but then it eases back right mm. before it gets to like massacre level you know yeah. and I, I think thrillers in general are just better usually from what so I've seen well. yeah I like them I think um, well, one of the responses that this is talking about how it's seeking to elicit responses one of them is disgust and I think that's one of the one of the aspects of horror which I don't really like I don't really find it um beneficial in any way really to no. be just dis- disgusted i feel like it's um it's distracting yeah and it's and like sure it it increases maybe the fear but in some ways um at least in some horror movies that i've seen it's just like blood and guts and really no real purpose that it's like yeah. it's a shock value thing but the problem is with shock value is that eventually it takes more and more to get shocked and then you become desensitized to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. 
but I think I gotta disagree because not because I think that you should just have like disgusting content but I think there is a right way to use disgust which a lot of movies don't use it rightly but I think there is a right way to use disgust but we can get to that a little bit later but uh, right. uh but I wanted to just bring up some some uh, typical arguments that people generally have against horror movies for why they're bad or evil or whatever but the when people say like it just feels evil that's a pretty big one mm-hmm. that I hear a lot of people say and well I'll just run through these real quick uh, a lot of people just have a problem with disturbing content like Caleb said there's also the side of violent content which I want to just clarify what I mean in that when I mean when I say disgusting or not disgusting when I say disturbing content I mean stuff that's more stuff that affects you more emotionally and thematically like more, more than visually like more morbid content or just like I think disturbing content can be violent but it's not necessarily violent okay because it's more of an idea that gets that is it's an idea that gets shown to you that is disturbing right so that, that's that's kind of what I'm talking about right so if it's done right they don't necessarily have to show something because your mind comes to that conclusion by itself mm-hmm. okay yeah mm. And then there's the whole, the other side of that with the violent content, which I also kind of have sim- the same opinion with the disturbing content. And people also say that it glorifies evil, or some minority will say it directly glorifies Satan. And then people will also say that it glorifies sexual immorality. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of movies do. So. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, most movies these days. Yeah, it's kind of hard to find one that doesn't in some way, mm-hmm. which is sad. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And lastly, the another one that gets brought up is people. Some people just how do I word this? The people say they have a problem with being entertained by evil, and I think that's a really interesting one. I'm gonna get into some counter arguments that I have for those, but All with right. that one specifically. Uh, I think it's good to remember that good stories are hardly about entertainment. I think that entertainment is a good thing, but I don't think it's a necessity. I think a good story will elicit an emotion reaction more so than it wants to entertain you. So a good author or a good director who is making an art piece, they, they don't really care all that much if you have fun watching the movie. Because the ideology behind what they're pushing, they're trying to convey an emotion. They want you to feel something. And with the case of horror, a lot of that is they want you to feel disgusted about something. Because this is... A lot of horror is pushing something that is... That they see as a problem with the world. And they want you to be disgusted by it. Hmm. And so not all horror movies are like that, obviously. A lot of them do just revel in like, the violence and whatever. And I don't think I think that's just lazy filmmaking. <clears throat> but the the good horror stories are not about entertainment. I think it's just a good thing to point out. I mean, yeah. I think that's a problem with how horror is viewed too often, especially now. Um from the people who enjoy horror is that they go seeking that feeling almost and they go yeah. seeking entertainment seeking to be scared or at least seeing their friends scared and they're not going for the story and I feel like that's just really almost how everyone views movies these days is yeah. that 
they go looking for some kind of like escape or some kind of enjoyment some, just mm-hmm. to chill on Friday night to not do anything you know chill with their buddy and not think when we always need to have, be discerning we always need to be taking yeah. thoughts captive um, and we can't true. just sit there and let it soak in we gotta have a sponge and block some of that soak in yeah yeah not that I've okay I don't know if I've ever really been entertained by a horror movie. Not that I haven't enjoyed a couple that I've seen, but, um, well, I'll, I'll just say this outright. The vast majority of horror movies I enjoy are not enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, right. Like I said, I'm very on the fence cause I have a very imaginative mind, which helps when I'm reading or listening to music or something but like whenever I watch or divulge into something that dips into the horror realm it's not easy for them to get a reaction from me because my mind just takes off with it right I, I make these connections before they even happen sometimes I'm like oh I already yeah. know what's going to happen but the part but the fact that I know what's going to happen makes it worse almost because then I'm waiting for it mm-hmm. and so it'll often it'll it'll ping that anxiety or that fear and so that's why I don't I don't I don't like watch them or read things about them often just because of that but Mm -hmm. not saying that it's bad because I have done it and there are some really good ones but it's just not something I frequent because of my tendencies yeah and I think that people just tend to be so extreme on this topic because they're either like, oh, there was a little bit of violence, then it's it's evil. And then on the other side, there's people who are like, oh, I had a little bit of violence. It's incredible. Like, hmm. Either side, I think, is a little bit too extreme. Where, like Kayla was saying, you need to have that middle ground of where you can take in the story, but you're being discerning about what you're, yeah. what you're intaking. Well, you know? And that's the other thing. If, they, if they're so determined to not like violence in a horror movie then they should also not like war movies. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And there are some insanely good war movies out there. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. When I mentioned the argument of people saying it just feels evil, I I think this is just a very lazy argument, honestly. <laughs> just yeah. because you're uncomfortable it doesn't mean it's evil. Because, like, if you see... It's like, there's a lot of things in life that make you uncomfortable that are not evil. Say you're giving a presentation in front of 2,000 people, you're going to be rare and comfortable. That doesn't mean it's equal. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also important that to mention that we cannot, we cannot base morality off of feelings because then we get into ideologies like relativism and things where morality just completely falls apart. Yeah. What well, I was, I was going to say when you were talking about that, that sounds like a very vague argument too. And that just leads me to ask the question, what, what about it is evil? Yeah. Right. So let's get to the root and of what you never don't, actually provide yeah. an answer. Give me, give me the root of what you don't like about this, and then we can go from there, and decide whether or not it's appropriate. Yeah. Because generally, I hear it like people will say like, "Oh, when I watch horror movies, I just my spirit just feels like whatever or something." It's like, well, what do you mean by that? I mean, yeah, it's it's possible that that happens, and it could be the Lord's way of saying this isn't something I want you to partake in, 
but it's different for everybody, right? Some people have a different resistance mm-hmm. to that. And it's just one of those things where it, it's on your own judgment. I think, it, I think it's also important to bring up that even as a Christian, what you feel very strongly is not from the spirit necessarily. Right. It's like, yeah. like, say for example, like we just heard, was it last, last Sunday when Josh was talking about, uh, Paul uh, converting the Roman legionnaire, yeah, and yeah. how he, like all the 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 Jewish believers, their pre, their thought with the entire thing was that Gentiles are cannot be children of God, and he they all felt that very strongly, yeah, and that was that was not from the Spirit, obviously, no. <laughs> that yeah. was a bias they had deep embedded no. in them. That's pride, yeah. So I think that just goes to show that. Just because you feel something very strongly doesn't mean that that feeling is correct. I think it's no. important to look into why you are making that feeling, but you also got to back that up with something logical. Yeah, it's a, it is it is important to delve into why that makes you uncomfortable. But then again, that is also the point of a horror thing. It's to make you get that feeling of uneasiness. Yeah. It's the entire point. And... and I think it's also important to point out that there are many horror movies which do glorify evil. Oh, yeah. Yes. And those are the mm-hmm. movies to stay away those from. Those ones are, yeah, yeah don't, yeah. Because if, if you know what they're doing and they're directly glorifying evil, don't even, like, don't go there. Yeah. It's just not good. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing about that is that doesn't just go for horror. That goes for every genre, too. Oh, yeah. Because in all reality, most movies... Do not glorify God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No. Yeah, horror yeah, is not yeah. horror is not special in any sense in that way. And I don't think it's any I don't think there's any higher ratio in horror of movies that glorify evil things more so than any other genre. It's just way more explicit. Yeah. yeah. Because there's it's more obvious. It's more obvious so it gets picked on more. Yeah. Yeah. When there's other things greed, lust. You know those Ooh, kind of things yeah. that where movies do glorify these kind of things. They yeah. mm-hmm. they glorify um, uh, cheating on your partner. They glorified um, premarital sex, and they glorify yeah. all these other kind of things when um, they kind of blend into the movie because they are now very a part of culture, and culture is glorifying these things. Where um, horror movies, you don't necessarily see people out there glorifying demons out on the regular basis yeah. right <laughs> so well, yeah and then also on that remember when pastor josh was talking about the the new indiana jones movie where it's like where he was talking about yeah. oh yeah believing it doesn't matter what you believe in it matters about how hard you believe in it and i was like that's yeah, stupid postmodernism yeah it's just yeah i was yeah. like that's so dumb right yeah but I mean, like that's, yeah exactly because that's pushing like a false ideology yeah that's and just gonna that's gonna be just as harmful as watching a yeah. movie that glorifies violence yeah and well and when you don't have a critical lens that you should be using when you're a christian that'll mm-hmm. slip under your radar but you'll still put the blame on a, on a horror movie when it's yeah. doing the same thing mm-hmm. just in different ways yeah and i think it's cause I, I think it's it's not a sin to watch a movie that you know like you're going to disagree with because i think it is important to challenge your beliefs because ultimately that's what makes your beliefs stronger is putting them up to the test. Mm-hmm. 
And so if you encounter a movie that your beliefs can't hold up to, it's either going to force you to get better, more truthful beliefs, or you'll have to abandon your beliefs because they're false and they don't work. Well, and then, like Pastor Josh also says, is that he, he'll he'll discuss things with his children as they're watching them. He's like, now this is bad. This is why it's bad. Moving on. right? It's not He's not necessarily sheltering them from it. He's teaching them why it's bad and how to protect against mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I think asking questions is, dude, it's like, what do you think about what just happened there? Yeah. Because yeah. just telling them won't, won't necessarily stick in as well. I know they've talked a whole bunch about that on the Story Source Whole Food. Yeah. Yeah. About asking questions, letting their little yeah. minds think. Yes. That's one, of the, that's one of my favorite things that Andy Wilson brings up and talks about pretty frequently is how with his kids, he lets them watch at least his older kids, he lets them watch movies that are, or at least have some problematic elements to them. And he doesn't just say, oh, don't watch this movie, it has bad stuff in it. He watches it with them, and then they talk about it afterwards. And mm-hmm. he tells them, this is bad, this is bad, this is why it's bad, and yeah. this is why you shouldn't go down this road, you know? You discuss it, and then your children learn, learn from that what exactly is wrong. Instead yeah. of being like, oh, this movie is bad for some reason i don't know no i i love that he does that i think it's such an advanced way of teaching because mm-hmm. it's it's no longer it's no longer the tantalizing cookie jar where you can't have it it's we're going to look at this together with the correct view yeah. and we're going to learn why this is bad and why you don't want to do this because yeah. full-on sheltering like sure it may work for a little bit but the kid's gonna have to step out from the shelter and he, if he doesn't know how to build a shelter he's gonna die in the rain Mm-hmm. It's a very vivid um, um, yeah. analogy, but you know you get the picture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, apparently that's why a lot of a lot of uh, Christians leave the faith when they're in those those college years because they don't have when they were under their parents' roof, they didn't have the teaching to prepare themselves to go out into the world because they're now they're encountered with all these different ideas of you know, like postmodernism, like with the right. Indiana Jones movie or communism, socialism, uh, or just any other random idea that gets thrown around on college campuses. They have no way to defend against that. And instead of, and they don't know how to strengthen their argument. Mm-hmm. And so they end up just abandoning their position and yeah. accepting the one that won them yeah. over. And I think for the record, I think this is known in common knowledge. This isn't saying to just turn your kid loose. It's, Oh, yeah. It's to, yeah, you know it's come not. come alongside them and help prepare them for what this world is because it's changing really fast, and if they're not ready for it, it's going to absolutely destroy them. Yeah, it's like it's like an antidote. Like you have to slowly um, get part of the antidote to build up immunity. So when you get faced with that thing, that harmful substance, you don't die because right. it's like you 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 start. Um, this is this is all an analogy. You start um, slipping your kids some some snake venom in very po- small portions, and then when they get old enough, they go to college, and that's like they're stepping out into like a like a like a box of snakes. Mm-hmm. It's like they're gonna get bit in college, but now they have a resistance. Yeah, right. you need resistance if you're gonna go to college, because otherwise you'll get that shock. It's yeah, just, not even just to go to college, just to live. Just to yeah, yeah just to live honestly. The world Otherwise, because if you step out, just I mean honestly, even if we stepped out here where we're living now, like in Wenatchee, it's like if you're not ready for it, 
that culture shock and just that system shock is going to be very jarring. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the argument of not liking disturbing disturbing content in movies, which I get. And just as like a clarification, when I'm the people I'm generally talking against is is, is other Christians. <laughs> is other Christians. Because I think Christians need to be called out, and I think there's a lot of just, there's a lot of slack in the thinking yeah. that goes into this on a lot of Christians' parts. Mm. I will say, I'm kind of also leaning on there, because I'm a very squeamish person. Mm. I have a very vivid imagination that doesn't play nice with these type of movies, but I do I do understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the other side of the spectrum where I'm not squeamish at all. Well, I feel like I don't get really, like, disturbed I guess I just don't think it's something we should really be reveling yeah, in. I just, you know, yeah, I just don't necessarily like it because, like I said, I can, I can feel it going on. Like when I see it, I can feel it, and I'm mm. like, oh, I hate it, right? Because like, mm. say somebody gets like, or in like Outlast Two, when when in the in the thing where he's in the hospital chair and he gets his fingers cut, I had such a <laughs> vivid reaction to that nice. when I saw it for the first time. <laughs> And I was like, ah, because like I could like, not that like it physically hurt me, but I could imagine what that's like. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely hated it. Alex yeah. is a very empathetic person. Very. I just we don't know that like now. It. What if I learned today? Alex is empathetic. I don't like it. That's all I learned. <laughs> but when people say that, oh, it's, it's disturbing. Therefore it's evil. I, I just like to point out that the Bible is also very disturbing in many of its parts take uh the story of job for example mm-hmm. where god just lets satan just go all out on a man kill his family pretty much take everything he has from it and give him terrible diseases like that's kind of disturbing mm-hmm. if you were to actually like see that i mean if also you look up the the story of lot in um in yeah. uh in is it sodom or gomorrah sodom and gomorrah yeah well which one it's both it was both well he was in one of them i don't remember because maybe it was two sodom? separate cities i don't know yeah I think it's it was not, Sodom. Yeah, anyway. Maybe. And then there's also <laughs> the story of... I think it's... There's there's someone and his um, his concubine, I think. And then of, like almost the exact same story happens in Judges mm. with the the tribe of, of the Benjamin... Ben, Benjamin... Ben, yeah. The tribe <laughs> of Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Bible has... Well, has the story of Job. It has... A lot of genocide that's going on. Oh, I yeah. mean, you've got in Joshua the Israelites just annihilating whole cultures. You've got the flood, which kills everybody on the planet, and then you've got pretty much the entirety of Revelation is pretty disturbing, just in like its imagery yeah. of like the creatures it describes and how. Yeah. I haven't read it in a while, but like, if I remember correctly, the world being covered in like three feet of blood. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's see, pretty disturbing. I I see where <laughs> you're coming from now because I find that fascinating, and yet I'll turn around and be like, I don't like horror. Uh, let me continue. And there's a crap ton of incest in the Bible. Yeah. And a lot of cannibalism, especially cannibalism of like children and child sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. And so to say that disgust outright is bad, I don't think is right because then w- therefore we shouldn't be reading the Bible as well. And so it becomes a, yeah, I mean, you should definitely read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes a question of, well, where do we draw the line? And I think the line comes in like the intent of widely discussed is there. Yeah. If you if if you're watching a movie and the 
the director wants you to feel disgust just for shock value and that's just lazy filmmaking yeah but he wants you to feel disgust because it's talking about a very serious topic and you should feel disgusted by it then there is a reason behind that so that's where that that lens that god gave us comes back into play where we can use it to discern what's going on and why it's there Mm -hmm. yeah because i think i think you can use disgust and disturbing content but you have to use it right it has to serve a purpose it can't just be fodder to attract college guys (laughs) yeah yeah i mean there's a there's a lot of um i mean there's a lot of war movies that have that disgust factor where somebody's foot gets blown off you know or whatever and he's standing there shaking as he's looking at his um absent of, foot, yeah, of a like, foot. It's just his yeah. ankle now, and he's like, "Well, you it's know, like, well, there is a point for that. It's to mm-hmm. show the the tragedy and the yeah. the absolute um, horror that war brings." Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Say, okay, I haven't actually seen this movie, so I am definitely not endorsing it. But I, <laughs> I've just heard many people talk about it but it's a movie called martyrs it is an extremely controversial movie about sex trafficking it's and one of the reasons i haven't watched it because it's one of those movies that's banned in most of the world so it's kind of hard to find Uh but apparently it's from what i've heard so again i'm not endorsing it but from what i've heard from people who have seen it it doesn't glorify any evil that's portrayed in the movie but it does such a it portrays sex trafficking so realistically and so viscerally that it's extremely hard to watch. That's just kind of an example of a movie that most people wouldn't want to watch. And like, I don't, I don't say that's that's a bad thing that you don't want to watch it (laughs) because I don't think you need to watch disturbing movies. But if you do want to get a look into how, like for example the sex trafficking actually works and how actually disgusting it is then you got to actually view something that shows it in its reality so kind of a tangent but yeah just want to put that out there sort of very parallel along with the uh, argument of disturbing content is the argument of violent content and i have the same uh, retaliation to this that the Bible is also very yeah. violent. There's yeah. a, there's a lot of violence in the Bible. <laughs> a crazy amount. I mean, do you guys remember in I think Second Kings when Elijah calls two bears down on a bunch? Oh of yeah, because they were like they were poking yeah. fun at him and his God, and he's like, Lord, <laughs> they two asked bears? for it. Two bears, yeah, two like, female bears, I think, and they yeah, killed bears. a bunch of just, like young men. Yeah. Okay. Because they're like, I think they're like insulting him or something. They, yeah, they were insulting him. So he just calls on these two bears and they hmm. kill them all. It's yeah. I'm in I'm in, I'm in the middle of First Kings right right now, so okay. I'll get there soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Next episode I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, apart from that, David when he's collecting the 400 foreskins for oh yeah Saul, yeah. like if that was in a movie, <laughs> that movie would be banned by Christians. Yeah, absolutely. Because that is yeah, no one wants to see that. I mean, or just movies depicting like any of judges you know yeah any, any of really any book mm-hmm. yeah i mean like um, the the concubine from judges who gets cut up into a bunch of pieces yeah, it, yeah it's disgusting yeah that was you got solomon's eyes being gouged out judas was disemboweled uh and there's also like one king from judges who's so fat oh. that the sword like gets sunk into his belly and the fat yeah. over 
goes the, over yeah, the, the fat the enveloped yeah. the hill, so they couldn't like. There's yeah. no way to save him. It's gross. It was yeah. And there's a ton of stoning, a ton of stoning, and obviously yeah. the crucifixion of Christ, which is which not, doesn't get n- very explicit. Not modern stoning, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> rocks. Yeah. Yes. Important like, clarification. Like people throwing rocks at people's heads. Yes. Yeah. St- Stephen wasn't living in a van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like the, when the Bible talks about the crucifixion, it's not, it doesn't say anything very explicit. I mean, it says he was flogged and then nailed through the hands, which is still, which is still horrific, but it doesn't mm-hmm. go into like all the details of crucifixion, which like you can go, you can look into crucifixion and it's it's wild. Yeah. I mean, but How it does crazy. say that like well, he wasn't recognizable as a person, yeah, yeah. or something along those lines. Well, and then it um, also it kind of it doesn't paint a vivid description, but if you look into what actually happens, like if you look at what happens when people get flogged, it's a pretty it's brutal. It's, yeah, it's so yeah. I mean, the movie brutal. The Passion. Yeah, like mm. yeah, that movie. I mean, that movie's hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, that movie was hard to watch. Yeah. No, fun fact. Did you know that movie was intentionally written and filmed like a horror movie? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Just a fun fact, yeah. That's kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah. But yeah, the the Bible is very, very violent. And like Caleb was saying with like war movies, war movies, say like uh, Saving Private Ryan, for example, it's extremely violent, especially in that the opening scene with the Omaha Beach. Yeah. I mean, you got the one guy who's, like, holding his organs as they're falling out of his stomach. Like, it's pretty brutal stuff. Mm-hmm. And Christians applaud that movie all the time. It's like, well, this has extreme violence, and this also has extreme violence. Like, where are you drawing the line? Because I don't see you making a clear distinction, you know? Because I have no problem with people making things, something's right and thinking something's wrong, but you got to have a clear distinction between that. You can't just, oh, I feel like it's wrong, you know? That's not, that's not a the way to base morality yeah feelings mm-hmm. aren't aren't feelings aren't set stone you know yeah. feelings aren't uh objective mm-hmm. yeah and so when people say that horror movies are glorifying evil or glorifying satan i think sometimes sometimes it's true but i think there's a very big difference between portraying evil and glorifying evil and when I'm talking about evil in horror movies specifically, I'm talking about like the antagonist force, whether that's like a monster or some demon or something. I honestly can't think of a movie that glorifies that specific evil thing. It might the movie might glorify evil themes in it, like uh, I don't know, greed, lying, sexual immorality, or something like that, but. I can't think of a single horror movie I've seen that actively glorifies the antagonistic force that is embodied in this in this quote-unquote demonic figure. Because yeah. the the evil force is always from what I've seen either a force of judgment or it's the literal embodiment of evil. It's never shown to be like this this good thing. You know, yeah, yeah, and then there's the argument of horror stories glorify specifically horror movies glorify sexual immorality, and I have no argument against this. <laughs> it's kind of right, and yeah. it goes for like movies just in a whole. So much of Hollywood is oversaturated with 
sexual glorification it's it's yeah. disgusting no yeah it's really bad not yeah and horror movies no. fall into this too so <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. Yeah, i mean like i said it's not just horror it's you know a lot of war movies a lot mm-hmm. of um a lot of comedy movies a lot of comedy movies too many yeah. comedy movies yeah. i had to turn one off the uh the other day it was like it was labeled as a comedy movie so i was like okay i'll you know have a chill saturday afternoon and then like two minutes in um the one of the fathers is like talking to his daughter it's like he's like oh yeah you can you can be a you can be a boy if you want to and i was like no yeah. <laughs> it's like this is absolute propaganda uh, yeah. and yeah. yeah and i think one of my one of the biggest things i want to point out about horror and one of my favorite things about horror when it's done right is that good horror is largely symbolic and so take for example just a few movies the one movie i'm going to be talking about next week i'm not going to mention it but the creature in it is directly symbolic of grief and Mm. take another movie like uh chainsaw massacre which i have not seen it so i'm not endorsing it but from what i know of how it's written and the story and the plot and all that and from other people who have seen it that the texas chainsaw massacre is a direct metaphor of the meat industry. And so when people watch that movie, they think it's just a glorification of senseless violence. When in reality, it's... I mean, it's supposed to be disturbing, like we talked about. But not for enjoyment. Texas Chainsaw is not supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to disgust you because it's drawing a parallel between the suffering that you see in the movie of the humans and the suffering you see of animals in butcher shops. Which I don't which I don't agree with because I think humans are innately more important than animals. But I do think we need to look at the reasoning behind it. And I think that's just a very misunderstood film and what it's trying to talk about because it's actually talking about something that the director thinks is very important. It's not just senseless violence and entertainment, you know. And a movie we talked about, I talked about a couple weeks ago, but Smile, the demon or whatever creature in there is... uh, direct manifestation of trauma in the movie it follows the creature is a symbol of stds which that's an interesting concept and Mm. in alien which is a very very popular movie the alien is a not not a lot of people know this but the alien is symbolic of rapists i'm sure you can kind of see why why i haven't seen it okay i i can i can see it yeah i mean like the alien laying an egg inside the person and then Mm -hmm. like bursting out through the stomach and yeah. Yeah. I mean the whole the whole movie is supposedly about rape. So I can I can Which I haven't delved too deeply into I mean, that, but yeah. I can see it. I can see it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd really recommend it. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's like I, I recommend it. it you know, I like it. I think it's great. Right. <laughs> there it's considered a classic. Well watch half of it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I wanna just bring up a few what I think are benefits of watching horror movies or viewing any kind of horror story but remember the good horror stories because that's only when you can see the benefits or when they're actually good <laughs> but I think a good thing that uh, horror brings forward is that morality is not subjective in horror stories morality is very 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 black and white it's very clear about what is evil and what is good I think that's missing a lot with uh, with storytelling in general, especially Western storytelling, where Western movies, 
Western storytelling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, they meant like Westerns, like no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, dang Westerns. No, no, <laughs> like how in Western storytelling, how the concept of good and evil at times gets so so blurred that some stories just really there is no distinction between what's good and bad and you're like am I supposed to be rooting for this person am I supposed to be like against this person you you don't know and it's confusing and then at the end of the, the book or whatever you get confused about okay what is it saying because it seems like everyone in this book is terrible but it seems like it wants me to root for this person but they did some terrible stuff that they didn't f- suffer the consequences for so now I'm just confused but I think what horror does really well is clearly delegating what is evil and what is good. Yeah. I think that's just important to remember in any story. And I think that horror also does a great job of showing the consequences of putting faith in men, well, mankind, and technology. So take, like, uh, Frankenstein's monster, for example. That whole story is about the the trouble that technology can bring if you take it too far. You know? Yeah. And so a lot of horror stories will... A lot of horror is just a... Uh, oh, that's the word. It's a cautionary tale. To where you're not supposed to be necessarily rooting for the protagonist. It's a story of where they messed up. And don't do the same thing. You know? So take like a lot of... Uh, it's kind of the trope in horror movies and mostly slasher movies where people just make stupid decision after stupid decision. And a lot of times those movies are just like a lesson in what not to do in dire situations. Huh. You know, yeah. don't separate, don't split up, stay together, get weapons. Don't go <laughs> yeah. after Don't the, abandon your phone. Yeah. Don't don't go after the noise in the wood. <laughs> yeah, don't go into the dark room. Turn on the light or something. It's like, yeah. And I also think that horror, when done right, challenges us to face the truly gruesome nature of wickedness. So I think modern Christians are especially guilty of this, of putting evil in a little box and just like kind of acting like it doesn't exist and sort of painting it as this like comic book villain of like, oh, it's bad, but like, we don't want to show it as like too evil, you know? But I think what horror does well when done right is that it shows evil in all its truth not necessarily like a literal truth like evil isn't like literally just this monster that's something that lives in your basement but in a more thematic sense that it shows that evil is very disturbing it's very gross it's very violent and it's very creepy Mm. and i think that's important to remember but it's also important to not glorify that or to revel in the in the grossness of evil. Yeah, I mean, I mean, God had the the uh, the Israelites wipe out like all of Canaan because of its wickedness, mm-hmm. and be- people will like say like, "Oh, God's like genocidal or whatever." It's like He was wiping them out because they were so wicked. They were so wicked that they had to be wiped out. Sort of like yeah. the flood. They were they were so wicked that God had to literally restart with Noah and his family, yep. and you know it went downhill from there because that's because we're human. Um, and I feel like, like you were saying, it's like modern Christians don't really acknowledge almost the 
wickedness of sin. And then they also don't realize that, um, I guess, the fact that there is spiritual battle and there are, you know, dark forces. And mm-hmm. maybe maybe the horror movie isn't the best way to acknowledge those um, demonic forces. Um, but it is good to at least be aware that they're there. Yeah. So. so. I mean, like, a lot of Christians have a problem with just demons being shown in any kind of movie. Just demons in general. Which I don't have a problem with demons being in movies. It's just they have to be used correctly and put in their place. They're a force of evil. So making a story where a demon is good is is not correct. <laughs> yeah. No. Or just a little on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not what a demon is. Yeah. No. No. But I mean, I don't think that's necessarily harmful to say that because like take a the Emperor's New Groove for example. It does that like very tongue in cheek for right. comedic purposes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But if if a movie was trying to say that like demons are literally just this little thing that, that sit on your shoulder then like yeah no that's that's yeah. absolutely wrong. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I want to I want to bring up some like personal ways that horror stories have benefited me cuz I don't think this I don't think any of my arguments would really land if I didn't have if I hadn't experienced any of this, you know. But when I was younger, I used to uh struggle a lot with nyctophobia, which is the the fear of directly means the fear of night, but more practically it's the fear of the dark. And which like a lot of kids struggle with that, but I struggled with it till I was like 17. Like I struggled with it a lot. Like I couldn't sleep. Either had to have someone with me in the room or a light on till I was like 17. Hmm. And yeah, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> but what helped me get out of that was being scared by viewing scary movies, watching scary short films and reading scary stories. Not all of them were great. I don't even really remember most of them. But overall, the effect of being able to encounter my fear and overcome it pretty much just single-handedly cured my nyctophobia. I can't really recall anything else that contributed to that. Hmm. Which I'm not saying just like, just go out and take in every horror movie you find. Yeah. But like, I think a movie scaring you can be a good thing in in certain in certain scenarios like say for example you have a phobia say you're afraid of spiders there's this old movie called arachnophobia it's not one of those stupid b movies with giant spiders <laughs> it's it's a movie about uh i don't even know what it's about i haven't seen it but it's like a bunch of little spiders it's an old movie oh, okay. and it's if you have arachnophobia it's apparently it's like it's really rough yeah it's so like if you're afraid of spiders and you watch that and you it's sort of like exposure therapy you know where you're subjecting yourself to what you're afraid Mm, of yeah you are getting used to it and not letting yourself be overcome by that fear because previously you were letting yourself be a slave to that fear but through encountering it willfully you are learning to overcome it and not let it be your master but you are now its master because i think um i mean in in a lot of movies you sort of in a way body the protagonist or at least they embody you or some way it's like you are yeah. stepping into the shoes of the protagonist and in most horror movies um or I mean in a 
in a lot of movies anyway, the protagonist overcomes whatever they were facing. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if in it happens in arachnophobia, but I don't know either. <laughs> if if they end up somehow conquering the spiders or whatever, it's like mm-hmm. that could be beneficial for you if you are stepping into the shoes of the protagonist. It's like, oh, well, this this can be conquered, you know? Yeah. So, but it's, I, I think, um, yeah, if you are, if horror movies are something that like stick in your brain for a long time, it's like, well, then I wouldn't recommend them because mm-hmm. it's not good to just, um, I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about several episodes ago of like watching a diverse amount of genres, you know, cause like in general, I don't think horror is bad, but if you are only watching horror, that it's not going to be beneficial to you. And that goes for every genre, you know? Yeah. Because your mind is only going to be on that. If you watch romance, your mind's only going to be on romance. If you watch only uh, war movies, your mind's only going to be on war. And if you watch only horror movies, your mind's only going to be on the on the disgust that is in the world. Which, like, it's good to view, the every once in a while, to view the disgusting nature of Earth and the fallenness of mankind but that's not the only thing you should be intaking yeah it's like only eating bread you're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think secondly for my personal story that this is about this is about movies this is about specifically horror games directly helped me to uh, to be better at overcoming stress and dealing with stress so like Alex was talking about a second ago, take uh, Outlast, for example, which I think is a great game. I don't Panic. endorse everything in it. I think there's some parts that are not needed. Like Alex was saying about the the one part with the doctor cutting off your fingers. Like, I don't think that part needs to be in there, to be honest, because it doesn't contribute to the story. And it's kind of just there for shock. Yeah. But, I mean, the whole entire game is about the, uh, what was that project in the 60s with the CIA brainwashing people? I don't know. I forget the name. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> It'll come to me. I don't know why I'm blanking on it. But anyways, the whole game is about that. And the, it takes it to an extreme, but to show the absolute, like, uh, depravity and destruction that can be brought upon by the government overstepping its bound and just randomly testing people and brainwashing people. And that's that's one of the reasons why that game is popular. Is it MK Ultra? MK Ultra, that's it. Yeah. Yep, yep. So the game's like it's like firstly telling it's firstly making you aware of MK Ultra and showing you how bad it could have gotten if it if if it kept going because like they shut it down relatively quickly I think it only went on for a few years but like it could have gotten much worse with what they were doing like take the Nazi experiments in Germany like they did some messed up stuff mm-hmm. yeah. and the CIA could have started doing that same stuff yeah and what what you were saying with horror games I think it's true because like um, like Visage for instance like there are um, you have to critically think about how to solve whatever problem you're doing mm-hmm. with um, in a very stressful situation. Yeah. And think of massage, you can't stand in the dark or you, you start to go insane and then you only have a limited, limited amount of light 
and then you have to like walk around the house and you can't run so you just have to slowly walk and then just like solve these puzzles while in this stressful situation it's like well that can be beneficial so yeah Yeah. and you know like you were saying every element I don't think is necessary yeah but I think that's really in every Mm -hmm. thing in every genre of every thing yeah so because I mean like Outlast as a whole I do recommend it as a game because I think it's a great game but there are certain oh, the story's parts. Great. Yeah, the story is awesome. The gameplay is awesome, but there are certain scenes in it where it's just a bit too much, and I think it's for the wrong reasons. Was, it, was that the one we played at your house? It was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Yeah, I mean, you only got a little taste of it, but it's kind of one of those games you have to play all the way through it to really understand what's going on. And you can't really appreciate it until you understand what's going on because it doesn't mm. really give you much of the story. You kind of have to figure out the story, which is kind of rough. But it makes it worthwhile, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that and that game specifically, along with Dark Souls, the greatest game I've ever played. My my personal favorite. <laughs> Both those games are extremely stressful. Oh. Because yeah, for different reasons. Elden Ring makes me a nervous wreck sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like when I played Dark Souls a couple years ago. Just like staying up till two in the morning, spending three hours trying to beat this one boss. We don't recommend staying up till two in the morning. Yeah, I, I don't. I was boss. a stupid teenager. <laughs> <laughs> my my panic. We all were. Have never like, I don't know. I don't like. I've never like, hugged the edge of my seat so yeah. hard. <laughs> when you've been fighting a fighting a boss, stupid boss. You've been fighting for three hours, but on this round you've been going at it for twenty straight minutes, and they're almost dead, and you're about to die, and you're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, there's, th- people nag on, nag, nag, nag. There we go. N a g. People nag on um, video games. It's like, well, you shouldn't be playing video games. It's like that's just a waste of time. But um, I think, I think it's there's a lot of aspects of video games which people overlook. It's like there's mm-hmm. so many video games that have um, puzzle. Puzzles that you have to solve, stressful yeah. situations you have to overcome, like critically thinking, um, and obviously teamwork. Teamwork's another one. Um, like fine motor skills, you know, <laughs> hand-eye yeah. coordination. Yeah, I mean all of the above. If you come across a good Souls player, they know that boss is a talk like attack pattern through their whole like 20 minute fight and they know exactly what's going to happen right and so oh, like, yeah. you've got someone who's got something memorized dark souls helps your memorization that is a fact <laughs> dude it's wild i've like when you I, memorize all their attack oh, yeah, patterns when you like, finally beat a boss and you're like i did that without thinking or when you go back in new game plus and you're able to like beat a boss without thinking because you're like i know this guy's attack pattern already it doesn't matter what he's going to do 15 minutes from now because mm-hmm. i know what's going to lead up to that I'm perfectly prepared, and obviously, I don't. I don't want to have to say it, but I'm just gonna clarify. You you, you don't want to just play video games. No, you don't wanna, yeah. <laughs> no. You don't want to spend hours, do other upon hours too. a day. Yeah, don't. because that's just creating an idol in your life. That's yeah. that is wasting time if you just mm-hmm. sit at your computer for eight hours a day, six yeah. hours a day, whatever no. you're doing. Because, um, I mean, there's a lot more other things that you could be doing. That would be more beneficial, having relationship with people, you know, yeah. getting into the world, that kind of stuff. Um, actually working, you know. Yeah. Or just reading a normal book. Yeah, yeah. reading Don't, a book. Yeah, yeah. Don't Dis- just play games. Disperse your uh, your interests and your uh, 
Yeah. I mean, play play video games every once in a while, you know? Have some fun. But, yeah. like, don't be that guy who gets home from school and plays video games for seven yeah. hours. Yeah. God made you a world, and you're living in it. You might as well, you know, yeah, go explore not your a little bit. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Go for a run. Runs mm-hmm. are great, dude. Yeah. And same thing about movies. Don't just be watching movies all the time. Yeah. Or don't just be reading even books all the time. Yeah. Like, you're made for so much more than that. I, I, I know someone who... Um, she's she's off of college now, and she I like looked at her story, and she had read like forty five books last last month. Last month. Last month. Wow. And I was like, that is not healthy. I think I read maybe forty <laughs> books last year. <laughs> um, it's just like, yeah, you should read. You should critically think in a video game. So maybe you should play video games. Maybe maybe if you're putting that off, it's like, well. I don't, video games are bad for you it's like there's a lot of things that are bad for you and small dosages can sometimes be good Mm -hmm. yeah Um, drinking too much water can kill you yeah (laughs) it's like disperse what you're taking in and you know sometimes it's good to play video games you know I really like what uh, Andy Wilson said he brought this up a while ago on their podcast but how his I think it was his daughter was afraid of aliens or something from I don't know, watching something, and then his son was, son, was a son. Yeah, and then he stayed up with him, like late into the night, just playing this video game where you would just like kill aliens. I was um I was running down Nile Street, up by Grant Road when that when when that played. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, nice. I don't know. I have these weird things yeah. where I'm like, <laughs> where I'm driving somewhere, and it's like right when I'm driving by Andrew Bakery is when something in an episode gets brought up, and that is what sticks. It's like, yeah. it's yeah. weird. Crazy. I, I'm 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 built different. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm not a parent, so I can't really like say how to parent a kid. But if your kid is afraid of something, don't just shelter them from that, because right. then they'll just become more afraid of that. And I know that from experience. Where like, if you are like I was with the the nyctophobia, the fear of the dark, that I would just shield myself from the dark. I wouldn't actually try to overcome that fear Mm. until I was almost 18 and I was actually like okay I need to actually I'm almost an adult I need to actually overcome this yeah and so I subjected myself to the fear so that I could overcome it yeah and that's important for parents to do also if your friend is a not your friend if your child is afraid of I don't know aliens zombies whatever help them get over that because that shouldn't rule them it's it's like um having your kid order order for themselves like at a restaurant Mm-hmm. Like that can be good because you know twenty years down the road they're trying to yeah. order a sandwich online and they can't. Be, they're gonna have to the do phone. it eventually, yeah. so you might as well teach them how. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's so many people in our generation who are like, I'm too afraid to call, to pick up the phone or to yeah. call room service. Like, it's yeah. Like, get like, over yourself. It's like I want pizza, but I don't want to order because I, I don't like talking to the person. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. So yeah, just to kind of summarize everything I talked about. Horror movies and, well, horror stories and just any genre of story in general is neither good or bad in itself. I think it all comes down to the the art form that you are taking in itself, whether that's a book, a movie, a TV show, a video game, whatever. It all comes down to what that movie is. And you shouldn't just discount an entire genre because you th- you feel like it's bad or because you saw one movie and it was bad. But I think any every single piece of art needs to be taken by its own standards and to be assessed on its own terms. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, you know, if, if, if horror movies really upset you, you know, if, if jarring images, if gore, if they like really put you off and just like, that's all you can think about for days. You know, I, I don't recommend watching horror movies. Yeah, yeah no, I'm definitely not saying no. that you should watch more horror movies. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think there's any harm in watching horror movies. Yeah, like, if you have chronic tendencies for when you view something like that, to just be stuck and dwell on that fear, that's not healthy at all. So that's something that you should steer clear of. Yeah, I mean, it's like Paul was saying about temptation, the Apostle Paul, that even if something isn't bad in itself, but it causes you to be tempted, avoid that thing, you know? Yeah. So or, or, uh, or like he was saying with the, um, you know, if, if, uh, if doing that thing causes your brother to stumble, mm, then that, don't do yeah, it. So yeah. That's what I was going to bring if, up next. If you're going with a friend to watch a movie and he is really off put for movies yeah. and, or off <laughs> yeah. from a, from gore or whatnot. And you want to go see a horror movie. Well, don't because that's going to, yeah cause yeah. him to don't to don't involve him in it you know yeah yep if your brother stumbles from shoot how'd it go mm-hmm. that that verse is uh romans 14 it's it it is not uh it is good not not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble Fourteen twenty one. so mm-hmm. long the, story short just be considerate yeah you know it's like, like just, the horror movie you are watching might not be bad, but if it is causing you to be tempted or to be reveling in evil or the violence, even if that's not what the movie is intending, mm-hmm. then like avoid horror movies. It's well, not yeah. for everybody, you know. Like I said, yeah. Usually, the only reason that I'm okay with watching or delving into stuff like this is because I'm able to remind myself, and like I I do this beforehand, and I do this afterwards after I think about the movie. It's like this is all fake, you know. Mm-hmm. This isn't real. Yeah. So they're they're irrational fears, right? And so being able to think about it and logic it out helps a lot. But Definitely. when you when you can't grasp that, that's when it becomes to be a problem. So like the thing itself, whether it's good or not, does matter, but also matters if it causes you to stumble, even if that thing is good. Right. Yeah. So always be thinking about the heart. What are what are you thinking about? What are you feeling? Is the is this feeling uh, a good thing for you? Like, is this? Am I disgusted because this movie is showing me something that is truly horrific that I should be disgusted about, or am I disgusted because it's just senseless gore and violence that I'm seeing? Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. uh, Adam was just telling me last night. He was like, he was talking about this movie, um, All Creatures Great and Small. I don't know if you've seen it. I've heard of that. I think um, he was saying it's like a really, really good movie, um, and then. Um, he was saying that there was elements. It's like, just because something is good, it's like, there's still probably something in there that you need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, I don't think any movie's perfect. There's going to be, I don't know, a point of dialogue or something that, that's, yeah, I mean, you're going to de- disagree oh, with. Yeah. It happens. Take every thought, Captain. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be, be aware of what you're taking in. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's on Prime. Okay. Yeah. I was like, gotcha. it sounded familiar. I'm like, I don't think I've seen it yet, but I think it's on my watch list. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's all I had to really say on this topic. You guys have anything else? Um, just yeah, be aware of what you're watching. Yeah. You know. Once again, this is a this was a discussion, not a debate. There's not really a, a right or wrong answer. 
Um, well, I mean, there is. We just we or, aren't uh, 100% yeah, sure yeah, on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We aren't fit to say what the right answer is. We're just trying to shed light on what, what we, we yeah. think is, you know, logical about this conversation. Yeah, mm. we are not uh we are not directing you. We are just informing you of our thoughts and our opinions, mainly Clayton's opinions, but <laughs> I do yeah. talk about my opinions. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an opinion, opinionated person. I mean, I yeah. think yeah. I think everybody is. Yeah, just some yeah. people are more vocal than others. But yeah, anyways, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Yes. This is kind of a passion project for all of us. We're kind of just doing this for fun, so really appreciate all you guys who listen in every week it means a lot all of you in the u.s and then also you in the uk (laughs) (laughs) you one listener (laughs) yeah whoever you are we love you (laughs) that's my boy that's my boy (laughs) i know him (laughs) so next week we're going to be discussing we're going to go back to our uh, favorite movie series and we're going to be discussing favorite horror and thriller movies Oh, yeah. Okay. So it kind of coincides with coincides so with this one of horror, one of thriller, more or less. Doesn't have to be. But, you know. Okay, because there are some you know crossover cross hatches and yeah, yeah, interchangeable titles. Yeah, I mean, for the right if word. you want to pick two right. horror thrillers, like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't I mean, care. all of our uh, all of, all of our crime movies were crime dramas, so yeah, more or less. No, they were. Yeah. I looked them all up. It all okay. was a crime drama. <laughs> I mean, at this point, everything's a drama. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. either a drama or a drama or a comedy. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Those are the two, the like the two. Those are the two genres: comedy yeah. and drama. <laughs> yeah. I knew I knew somebody else who was taking a trip to the UK. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Yep. We'll Definitely tune in we'll, next week. We will be back next week at eight a.m. Thank you all for listening. This is Caleb. See ya.